Do you hate to see staff in a workflow standing around seemingly doing nothing? Actually, they might be doing you a favour. Running each and every stage of a workflow to its maximum ability is most likely a recipe for damaging your profitability. It's a case of optimising each stage but damaging the business's overall profitability in the process. Stay tuned for more on why local optima may be unwise. Hello, I'm Scott Williams, founder of ProfitSavvy.org. When you have a medical problem, you go to a doctor and she asks you to describe the symptoms. Based on this, you get offered a treatment for what ails you. At ProfitSavvy, we use the same approach. Our diagnostic menus on the website quickly lead you to suggested remedies for whatever issues you are facing in your business. This saves you an enormous amount of time wading through books trying to find a treatment for your business's particular issues. Our focus is on owner-operators and middle management of larger businesses. We assume you have the necessary technical skills, so we focus on helping with management issues. In this podcast series, we touch on the most popular issues from our website. If you aim to run every stage of your workflow at its maximum productivity, you are optimizing each of these separate stages independently to produce as much as possible at each stage. Intuition suggests that this must be efficient because we are maximizing the use of the human and equipment resources at every point in the workflow. Many businesses measure operator efficiency to be sure that the operators are as productive as possible. Managers and supervisors can get into trouble if operator efficiency statistics drop. We refer to this process as creating local optima, meaning optimizing what is local to each stage of the workflow. In fact, the whole profession of cost accounting has grown up to make these measurements and to ensure that every production stage is charged its fair share of overhead costs. Consequently, maximum production at each stage means more product over which to distribute that stage's share of the overhead costs. Good thinking? Not really. The very important theory of constraints, referred to as TOC, which we covered in podcast 13, teaches us that, generally, there's just one stage in the workflow that is the limiting factor or constraint. Production throughput cannot go faster than this limiting factor or constraint of the workflow. Think of an hourglass. The sand can't go faster than what the pinched waste or constraint allows, no matter what you do. It's the same in your business's workflow. The constraint is effectively the heartbeat of the workflow, and every other step in the workflow takes its cue from the constraint's heartbeat. This means that all the other stages, which by definition can go faster than the constraint, are simply producing work in progress that stockpiles in front of the constraint or other stages in the workflow waiting to be processed. Now, this work and process and inventory is not free. It costs money for the labour and the raw materials needed to generate it. Therefore, you may be facing unnecessary cash flow problems, interest on debt to cover inventory, and possibly technical redundancy on all inventory, or life expiry on things like food that have a finite life. Operating at local optima 
in a constraint-limited world is not smart practice. So, what does a profit-savvy manager do with all the workflow stages other than the constraint so we don't suffer the ill effects of local optima? The first step is the big psychological step for the manager to accept that more production is not necessarily a good thing. A second step is to give permission to staff not to produce to the maximum they can. Now, this might come as a shock to them if it reverses long-standing practice. Good workers will feel uncomfortable just standing around. There's even a name for this. Parkinson's law says that work will expand to fill the time available. People will, quote, make work, unquote, in order not to seem to be slacking off. You can read more on Parkinson's Law in ProfitSavvy.org. The third step is to reach in your workflow stages for this new reality. The constraint is the heartbeat of your workflow. Any stage upstream of the constraint, that is before it, can be reconfigured to only produce what the constraint needs. This might mean fewer working hours and or fewer people and plant at each workflow stage. The distribution of work stages might be moved around among staff if it turns out they can work the same amount of time but cover more workflow stages once the pressure is off to produce as much as they can with the workflow stages they already have. You can continue to refine the workflow by reading up about pacing systems like, uh, quotes, drum, buffer, rope, unquote, and tact time, spelt T-A-K-T time, on ProfitSavvy.org website. The take-home from this podcast is that setting out to get as much production as possible from each and every stage of a workflow is likely to diminish profit rather than increase it. This is the unexpected outcome of the intuitively obvious good thing about tuning your business for local 